<laughs> I'm laughing at my son right now. I'm laughing at Xavier because my daughter and I are trying to set up this 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 uh podcast for today and we're literally laughing at each other because He's sniggling and giggling in the background. <laughs> She's talking about some, all right, no more giggling. This ain't no live show. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. He And so I was telling him, I was like, listen here, this is this is not a live show. You, 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 what TT be saying? I'm not with the fully Wayne. Uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> not at all. Actually, I can't, you know what? I don't even, I can't even hear you. You what? can hear me now probably, can Yeah, Because you? you got the thing on. Oh, okay. So, so you can press those things so you can hear yourself. Yeah, I need to hear you and me. Yeah, turn them both on. Why you turn it off? I don't know. Keep it on. I'm trying to keep it on, but how can I hear my? Oh, oh, so I'm not supposed to? No, but I can't even hear myself that clearly. I mean, I can. Do you have to hear me? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I need to hear you, y'all. She. We over here trying to set these mics up. I'm letting her do her thing. Now she know I'm the technology little geek or whatever. And she, no, let me do it. Let me do it. She's trying to do it her own way, but still look at the video. Like how that work? No. And, and the crazy thing is I've done this like lots of times. Like seriously, I should have this like memorized and, and, but I promise you, every time I sit down to do it, it's like the first time. Mm-mm. So I don't know what now I'm going to. finally like, let me do it. She's still trying to swipe my hand off. Like, no. <laughs> then I finally do it. We did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Look, Xavier, do you have anything to add to this? No. Oh, you don't want to talk now. Right. Any other time you got commentary, you got... <laughs> You got scriptures, you got stories, you got, yeah, you got giggles and sniggles and everything. This is how we even started even doing this little groundbreaking, like ice breaking, like behind the scenes kind of chat because (laughs) y'all missed some real giggles here just a few minutes ago. I was like, we we should have recorded and literally let people hear how funny this is, like my daughter swears I'm funny. She thinks I'm like the funniest thing ever. No, because like, if y'all just see her like facial expression, it don't even be like, cause they, they be doing some silly stuff, but I don't even be worried about him. I just be worried about how my mom going to react. And how she going to be laughing. You always be funny. Is I'd be laughing at every little thing my mom do because it just be funny. Like, like even when she get mad at me and she be like looking at, I, I just can't help but laugh. Like, <laughs> it just be. It's like you just look so adorable. She like stop. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> and Zary be like, you're always laughing. Well, I'm not even laughing at you. Yeah, I was just telling. I was just telling them actually before we even started to record because. You know, we're we're doing a, a two person interview, which I'm usually like a direct to mic was what they call in this world, you know, mm-hmm. a direct to mic. So I'm a solo podcaster. However, I do interviews as well. And 
as led, I do interviews, but I started out podcasting with just purely doing interviews. And so over the course of time, God has evolved things. So I'm still trying to get adjusted to what once was with my interviewing style. And I was a lot more abreast with setting up the equipment and getting everything ready for the two person mic. And then I got used to just doing the solo. So kind of skipping back and forth, just be having me a little confused sometime. And so I was laughing because we've literally sat here like 20 minutes just trying to get trying to get been done faster but i was just trying to let her do her thing yeah because she swore she had it i do i do have she got it now yeah i got it now as you can see so we were laughing because my son was like like looking at us and like commenting in the background i was like listen here don't with there this is not we do not have a full-blown audience no sitcom and this is not a sitcom i said unless you want to jump up and start clapping for 50 people i'm sure it's not gonna be very easy for you to do but anyway um he didn't think we were very funny because as i was saying that Lanaya was doing her usual which literally she has this like gut-wrenching laugh because she thinks i'm just hilarious And he didn't think it was that funny. And if you could have just seen the look on his face, you know, we really probably needed video and audio for what, what, what y'all just missed. But if you would have seen the look on his face, he was looking like this is not funny. And so then we laughed even more because I was like, we are not trying to fraud the people in these streets. Like, (laughs) like we are in a whole full blown studio full of people. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. But anyway, um, let's get into this content and let's get going. <laughs> Welcome freedom fighters to flawed and free podcast, where we build empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the warrior princess, and I am your host as a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister. I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Welcome back to Flawed and Free. My name is Tina and I am your host of this podcast. Thank you for coming back. And for those that are joining for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode is about breaking generational curses. And this week specifically, we are focusing on the topic of breaking curses of homosexuality. So in lieu of our Pride Month um, that many are celebrating, I figured there was no better time than to talk about this topic. So the Lord has given me this topic quite some time ago, and I was waiting and preparing for the most appropriate time to present and or Um, speak on this topic. Of course, I only do as led by the Holy Spirit. So now there's no better time than any other than to to partner with my daughter, Naya Nicole. Hey, Naya. 
And her and I both are actually going to share some testimony and um, some of our personal experiences in this area and just what it looked like um, breaking generational curses, breaking curses, um, and just really just sit with you all and share some of our own personal notions and experiences on this topic. So I'm excited to be sharing the mic with my baby um, today. And so she's not my baby. She's my middle child. Um, and she's a big girl in a little body uh, with a lot of power and a lot of spunk. And so I'm just so excited for the woman that she has become and that she's growing into be. And so this testimony and this podcast is very near and dear to me. Not only because I, whenever my children are present or um, in the presence of God, it's just, you know, it's wonderful to see. So before we move any further in the broadcast, I would like to invite, of course, the Holy Spirit into this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, I thank you this day. God, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people. God, I just ask right now, God, that you forgive us, forgive myself, my daughter, anyone that may be listening, God, for any sins, God, that they've committed, any sins that they've omitted, any hidden, dark and secret sin, God, that they may not have even shared with anyone or may even be hiding from you. Father God, I just pray, God, that you search, examine the hearts of those, all of us, God, as we, God, God, petition and lay our hearts before you, Father God. We pray, God, that you will reveal the root cause of the things that cause and come to hinder us, Father God, so that we may be healed in you in the name of Jesus. So, God, I just pray and plead the blood of Jesus over this podcast, over this platform, over my mouth, God. May you increase, God, as we decrease in this conversation, God. So, I just thank you for the people that you have sent and even those that are have even yet to come in the name of Jesus. I pray that this empowers them, that it strengthens them, that it educates them, that it just helps them on their personal journeys, Father God. So I just thank you in advance for what you're doing um, and what you have yet to do in all of our lives. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So again, I have a very special guest, which is my daughter here with me. And we're going to collaborate today to share a few things with you and hopefully help all of you, whether you are a parent in this situation or you are a child or you are anywhere in between in the generational line. I just pray that it helps you, strengthens you and take the time to like, to subscribe, to rate and review this podcast and share it. And I'm especially saying that today because we met some warfare literally pulling this together for you all. Now, nine times out of 10, I am what they would call a direct-to-mic artist, a direct-to-mic podcast. I started the podcast in 2019, um, pretty much interview style, and I still do interview style, but select interviews as led by the Holy Spirit. So I am a solo podcaster for the most part, um, and with that, and I still do occasional interviews. And so when I do have a guest, and I will have guests in the future um, as led. 
um, I struggle at times with, <laughs> with remembering how to set up my audio interface and some of the equipment. Because if you really know me, I'm not the most technical gal, right? So I don't mind sharing my age. And we even in the behind the scenes that we caught for you guys. And so it was like, you know what? We just had to laugh at ourselves because my daughter thinks I'm extra hilarious for some reason. And, you know, I just, it's just an area that the Lord is growing. Um, and he, of course, has sent me help. Thank you, Jesus, through um, people that are on my team that actually helped me with some technical things. And my daughter, I don't know what I'm gonna do when she leaves, because before it was her, it was my oldest son that used to help me with all of my technical glitches and internet and all of these things. And I'm probably really telling my age, right? Really telling my age, which I don't mind. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of the years that the Lord has given me. So um, in all transparency, I am a 70s baby. And so the internet, social media, none of this stuff was around then. <laughs> and so I've had to transition as many of us in this age realm have and so these gen zers and these millennials they can do this with their eyes closed literally and so i just lean and glean on the ones that know so my daughter uh shout out to you baby girl for helping with all that you do with all of my technology woes and and issues thank you girl <laughs> <laughs> so um, I started out even sharing that to say that I really wanted you guys to share this. I really want you to send this to whomever you think could use this or need this this day. And I'm saying that because uh, we recorded this the other day and literally when it was time to edit the show, half of the audio was gone and we watched the audio. We know that it recorded. Um, it was actually saved like twice. And as we went to um, start um, editing it, there was clearly like half of the broadcast, no audio from my from my daughter's mic. And it was just non-existent. It would allow us to pull it up. And of course, you know, frustration sets in and we're like, what are we going to do? And I also received, and I don't know, she even may be listening, but I also received a message from a young lady um, that was speaking at a Bible study to help some of her friends and some of her team members um, within her church setting um, that are in her age range. And she was actually sharing with them breaking generational curses and met a lot of resistance. And so I was, I said, funny, I just recorded this podcast, literally. Make sure you listen um, because the enemy will have you doubt yourself, will have you doubt some revelation you received or heard in your spirit from people or knowledge that you've gained because most of the world does not want to accept um, the, the power of God as a believer. Um, and so there was a lot of opposition she received in this Bible, Bible study as she began to share the true gospel and the truth and also the plan with how you can break curses. And so she was asking me, like, I just want to make sure that I'm right. I just want to make sure because it just no one seemed to be in agreement. And I met a lot of opposition in this area. And so 
I'm just glad that the Lord would allow me to clarify and to support all of you on this journey through spiritual warfare topics, through deliverance topics, um, and anything that the Lord leads to help people spiritually mature and grow and to disciple more sons of God, to disciple those so that you can go within into your respective settings and even for your own personal knowledge to help others so that we can break free from the demonic ignorance, from the devices that the devil has set in place to hinder and to delay us from receiving and doing and walking in the will of the Father. So today's broadcast is on breaking generational curses of homosexuality, and I cannot wait to fully get into this word for y'all today. So today we're talking about curses, right? Curses and for curses are mentioned over 230 times in the Bible, six different words in Hebrew and three in the Greek that are all translated into the word curse. So that's a total of nine words, right? Nine words. And these curses that are mentioned in the Bible are for a reason. How do you identify or how do you um, um, know if you have a curse or how does a curse come into your life? Well, curses come when you disobey God. So through your disobedience, through sin, curses can come into your life. And the same with blessings. They can also be passed down through your bloodline, through obedience. So curses come through disobedience, through sin and generational blessings or just, you know, blessings in itself. They come through obedience through God. So you are either blessed or you're cursed, right? There's, there's no in between. You're either blessed or you're cursed. You're either serving God or you're serving Satan. You're either a sin to, to, um, you're either committing sins or you are operating in your call, right? On your purpose. And so blessings and curse curses operate and move in the same way down through your generational bloodline, down through generations. You can pass down blessings or you can pass down curses. You can enter into a blessing or you can enter into a curse. It's a decision that is made, whether it be made by you, the individual, or you in alliance or in agreement with the enemy. You have to, or maybe because it's entered into your family and you were born into some um, generational curses. But either way, you are either blessed or you are cursed. There is no in between. That is why if you listen to any of my prior podcasts, I make mention a lot about lukewarm believers, lukewarm Christians and neutrality in E-U-T-R-A-L-I-T-Y. Neutrality. Neutrality is a sin. You must pick a side. You must pick a side and lukewarm Christians will not enter the kingdom of God. You are either hot or you are cold. And the, the word of God says that if you be neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out. Meaning I cannot, you 
have to choose whether you're going to be hot on fire for the Lord or you're going to be cold, distant and disconnected. And so you must choose. You are either for or you are against God. That is it. And that is all. If you are reigning, sitting, standing, straddling the fence, the fence is not a place you want to be because it does not allow you to operate in your call and purpose fully. So you can't be a Christian with crystals. You can't be a Christian and in, in, in doing yoga. You can't be a Christian because all you need is Jesus Christ. You don't need to add anything to your walk with the Lord. You don't need to add anything. He has already done and completed the finished works at the cross. So you don't need to add sage to your daily practices if you need clarity you can find clarity through the revelatory knowledge and wisdom of the Lord you can find any and everything and all that you need in him you do not need to supplement you do not need to complement you do not need to add anything to the kingdom of God God has already given you the keys to the kingdom through dominion power and authority when he took back snatched back the keys from Satan from the fall of Adam and Eve and he went through the ultimate sacrifice through the blood atonement the shedding of his blood for our sins he became the ultimate sacrifice to bridge the gap between ourselves and God to reconcile us back to God so there is nothing that you need to do to do to add to what is already done all you have to do is to come into agreement with the new covenant with Christ and believe by faith and, and, and anything that you desire, wish, will or want that is up, that is within the will of the father. You will receive that in Jesus name. So as I was just speaking to being a lukewarm believer, you have to be either a believer or a non believer you either believe or you don't right so you have a lot of Christians that are are Christian atheists and I'll be talking more about this as well on the podcast where they they're calling themselves or operating under the religion or the rigidity of Christianity or or identifying as a Christian but are atheists because they don't believe so they are they are lukewarm um, believers that believe some but not all right they believe some of the supernatural miracle signs and wonders but not all they don't they they don't believe you can heal the sick and cast out demons and raise um, people from the dead. But the word of God says that we can as a believer that you can do that. And he has given us the power to do so. But people lack their authority. They don't believe they have the authority. They don't believe that they have the power. But God has given it to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. He has given it to us to use. But we don't use the weapon in which that God has given us through prayer through fasting and and the power that he has given us to utilize and these weapons in the earth and so curses are used and operated as a contract 
Curses simply said are contracts which demons are assigned to fulfill. And these contracts are spiritual contracts in heaven. There is a spiritual law. There is a legality in heaven that the Lord has set up. Right. And that and he cannot. He cannot break the law, right? Because God is not a God that will lie. He will always uphold the law. He said, I did not come to destroy the law, but the Lord actually came to redeem and reconcile us in his righteousness back to God. And so he gave us a way out from being crushed under the enmity, the N-E-N-M. E-N-M-I-T-Y, the thing that separated us from God. And in the old covenant, we used to have to um, give sacrifices and all of these things in order to atone temporarily for our sin. But that is no longer so. So demonic spirits and curses are two different things. And so for those that believe that is just a stronghold or a demonic stronghold, um, you can have a curse and a demonic spirit spirit operating in the same area. So there can be demonic spirits that are assigned to you that are indwelling that have entered in through your sin or the sins of your forefathers through the sins of your life. And so if you are um, dealing with the sin of homosexuality, then there can be a curse of homosexuality in your family and your bloodline that you are dealing with. And you can also be dealing with demonic spirits, demonic strongholds, demonic strong men that also are operating in the action and, and the demonic presence of homosexuality, both, but you deal with them differently. So demonic spirits can be cast out. And I'm still sitting with the Lord as to as to how if it's even possible to curse to cast out curses as well. But the curses are broken as I started speaking. Hey guys, it's Tina, your host from Flawed and Free. I pray that you guys are enjoying this episode and I have something special for you. If you need assistance, support in this area of breaking, destroying, and dismantling curses, I have added to this episode in the episode description a free download for you to partner in prayer with the Holy Spirit. And in this prayer, it will walk you through and assist you in breaking and destroying curses. So go now to the free link and download this prayer in Jesus name. Go and enjoy the rest of the show. God bless. So curses are contracts, right? So they are contracts which demons are assigned to fulfill and contracts can be broken. You can break and or sever or uproot or destroy a contract in heaven. And so curses are contracts and demonic spirits can be cast out.
Okay. And so curses, the demons use curses. They use them as an open door. They use these demonic contracts in the spirit realm to open up doors and to gain legal rights for them, for demons to demonize you. And so these contracts give them legality, give them access to come and enter in and to operate within their demonic nature and characteristics. And so I like to talk to people a lot about the importance of legalities, the importance of breaking legal rights and access and flawed and free. The ministry that the Lord has given me actually focuses very heavily in this area. In addition to the area of deliverance, it is a part of deliverance over the course of time. The Lord has evolved this ministry because I began to um, do deliverance more and more on people. And I was seeing a lot of people receive full freedom in some areas. And I was seeing some partial deliverance in some areas. And there were literally demons that would tell me, I'm not leaving. You can't make me leave because I have legal rights. The one thing that I knew in that moment and, and every time it would come up was they had illegal legal rights because I know that the Lord is who is has legal right over our bodies, over our lives and over our spirits and demonic spirits operate in the soulish realm, which is in your your mind, your will and your emotions they are in the soulish realm. And so there is a day to day fight. There is a war in the heavenlies every day, which is what spiritual warfare is for your soul. There is a war and a fight for your soul. And so your soul, your spirit, it belongs to God, right? You're a spirit being in a body. And so your spirit takes priority and precedence, then your soul and then your body. All of them are equally important to some degree, but the most important is your spirit. But your soul is where the fight begins and ends because they're always looking and seeking to to dominate and gain territory in the area of your soul. So anywhere where they can illegally legally take a hold a foothold in your life, whether it be through a demonic stronghold and or a contract through a curse, then you can potentially continue to remain in bondage if you are not fully fully aware that not only do you have to deal with demonic spirits and cast them out, you also have to deal with the curses, the curses that are in your life. And so they both have to be dealt with, but the curses have and can and will be broken. And so in this episode, I am focusing on breaking curses, breaking generational curses, especially And in the area of homosexuality, there were many curses in my bloodline that affected not only myself that I was born into, but that I also entered into agreement with opening up the door to sin in this area. There was many years that I came into agreement with an alternative quote unquote lifestyle as a secretly living bisexual woman. And so I had experienced 
experiences with the same sex um, with women through what started out as I believe many um, maybe have come into through curiosity. And so I, I entered into this agreement. But truth be told, this was a generational curse that actually has filtered down through my bloodline, through my maternal and paternal side, both mother and father. Um, And so lo and behold, my babies didn't stand much of a chance, right? Until those curses ran into me in Jesus name. Um, But yeah, I entered into uh, my own individual personal agreement and sin. And so I bonded myself as well to these curses and I begun to see my daughter struggle at a young age I started to see some some curiosity and some transitions in her life and so I was like you know what God this can not be happening I just know that I don't see what I think I am seeing and and at the time I didn't know what to do I was not as well versed spiritually um and so had been raised up religiously in some some years of my life um in a, in the Baptist religion and so I did not fully understand um this how to spiritually fight against these generational curses and so one of the first uh scriptures i want to read for you to partner with in prayer is ezekiel 18 and 2 in ezekiel 18 and 2 um I will read it's a proverb it's it's the children of Israel there's a proverb um, in this moment they're talking about the justice and the righteous of God and verse 2 says why do you quote this proverb concerning the land of Israel we're talking to talking about the children of Israel the parents have eaten sour grapes but their children's mouths pucker at the taste even in this proverb they understood that there was a generational link and connection to their lives in this moment, that there was, they understood how generational curses that though the parents had eaten the grapes, even their children's mouth were puckering at the sour taste. And so just as you pass down or can pass down a blessing through your bloodline, you can also pass down curses through your bloodline. And so as I was talking about a little bit earlier in the broadcast, I was speaking about the ministry of flawed and free through deliverance. And in our ministry, there is a spiritual lawyer that works within the ministry that helps with the deliverance and flawed and free because I was identifying this as an issue with people um, that I was delivering. And so I took it to the Holy Spirit and began to, as I take every single case, and he just continues to train me up and grow me in this area of spiritual warfare. And so I'm like, Lord, there's something going on with these legal rights. There are people that are coming and I'm sure have gone other places and that have not received full deliverance, have only received partial deliverance, because even if you cast out these spirits, they're still dealing with curses. And if you can't identify the curses from the spirits or even know that they are present, then these strong men can sometimes still hold these spiritual seats and then all they 
do is regroup. They just usher in a new group of demonic assignments, a demonic powers to come beneath them. And if there's still a curse sitting in your bloodline, then they can still operate within the curse. And so I went to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me devise a plan to help your people. And he did. He began to help me specifically and strategically formulate a plan of warfare against the demonic kingdom to break generational bloodline barriers up to 20,000 generations. And as I have gone through further cases, he has extended that bloodline generational breaking beyond the 20,000 generations. So when people come and they are approved to go through the process with flawed and free, they at very, at the very least, at the very minimum, not only receive individual freedom from and, and deliverance from the demonic strongholds and curses in their life up to 20,000, but he has has in special cases given provisions to go beyond 20,000. And so up until this week, he has allowed us to go beyond up to 90,000 for one particular case. And most recently, the Lord um, for another particular case, this young lady is receiving up to 500,000 generations. And so this is usually the case a lot for ancestral ancient demons um, and curses. And so for one case, I can recall and share with you all in one case that I had, um, this young lady had some demonic um, heads, some demonic heads that had been there I mean, ancient, they were very, very ancient. They were dragon spirits and there were two. Um, and both of these dragon spirits, one had been there since I'd, I'd have to look back at my notes or ask um, my partner. Um, but I could, I could get them specifically, but for the, for the, um, for the sake of this, one of them had been there like one or two BC and the other dragon spirit had been there since I'm I'm guessing the actual number, but it was like 5 AD. I remember one was BC, one was AD. And both of these dragon ancestral ancient demons um, had been wreaking havoc into her entire bloodline. And so the Lord had extended her provisions up to 90,000 for her to receive her freedom in Jesus name. And so as as I begun to speak about curses and how sin can travel, sin is passed down through your bloodline, through your DNA. So you have a natural blood, your natural DNA, and then you have spiritual DNA. And so, cause remember we're spirit beings first in a body. So there's natural and spiritual DNA, but you can break these sins and these curses that have been traveling and passing down through your bloodline by a decision, by making a decision through repentance, as you make the decision and commit to breaking these barriers that have been placed in your bloodline through sins of yourself individually through your forefathers you can break this by coming into agreement with the will and the word of God and literally exchanging 
it for repentance of your iniquities or repentance of the iniquities, the transgressions, the trespasses of your forefathers, your ancestors. That's why all of this ancestor new age business is so dangerous. And they're like, oh, people are feeding ancestors and they're building ancestry altars and all of these things. This is witchcraft. This is not, this is not what the Lord has for you. This is actually causing more power for the demonic entities against you and your bloodline. This is causing more destruction in your life. So do not partner with all of these false ideologies and false religions and, and false doctrines and all of these sort of things as a registered nurse and a, and a family practitioner for years. Of course, I understand the natural DNA and four of my degrees, they're all in science. And so I do understand how the generational, how physical characteristics and attributes are passed down. If you look at my baby, Hey baby girl, we ain't forgot. <laughs> if you look at my baby you can see the physical characteristics that she belongs to me that she's a part of me because physically she has been given some of the DNA that I have and you can see but spiritually I was unaware that she had also received some of the spiritual characteristics and hindrances that came upon her life through um, through the sins of myself and through the sins of my forefathers. And so when I begun to see her operate and struggle in the area of homosexuality, you have to understand and know what are you dealing with? What is this? So yes, spiritually, she was a victim, right? But she's a victor now in Jesus name. She has received deliverance from this curse and the demonic spirits that plagued her life in this area. I recall her struggles um, being noticed or around the age of mm, you were in elementary school. You were you were I was in fourth grade. You were in fourth grade. So tell them about the just some of whatever you feel led to share about when you started to feel these feelings for the same sex um, and and maybe your struggles in that time, keeping it a secret, whatever it was, whatever it is you feel led to share. Well, in the start of fourth grade, that's like where it started. I was like on the tablet and I was on this game. I was posing as a male character talking to girls. And at that time, I didn't really know why or what I was doing, but I was still doing it. And what was the name of that? That that it was called uh, Movie Star Planet. Oh, OK. And my mom had she had called the tablet or whatever and was like asking me questions. And like, what did I say to you? You had said, do you like girls or do you feel some type of way about girls? And I was like, no, no, I don't. And then after that, I didn't really have that problem. But then it came back when um I came to seventh grade. And that's where I was exposed more to openly people that were gay and couples at school you know I had friends and then I was also starting basketball and like in the basketball world there's pretty um dominant for like girls you know to be gay it's just like out there yeah. and so my curiosities had taken me there and I had just conformed and came into agreement with the homosexuality lifestyle and then she found out then again on my phone or whatever I had this relationship with this female at my school and we were close friends at first and then it it grew more to 
to that. And so we had our relationship and stuff, you know, we would see each other and all that. And then when my mom found out, she asked me again and stuff. And I told her like how I was feeling. And she asked me like why I feel this way and stuff. And at that time, it really made me think like, hmm, like why do I feel this way? Because I knew it wasn't really normal, but like, you know, people now they try to normalize it and stuff. And that's not the truth because it's not normal. It's not what God intended us to do. But it really made me think in like after that time that we had that talk, it really changed my mindset. And I was like, well, like I didn't really have an answer of why I felt this way. But um, of course, now it was, you know, we have revelation of why because generational curses. But yeah, that was my experience with the lifestyle and homosexuality. Well, I mean, a lot of what you did not say, and I don't know if you fully knew how to articulate it, was mm-hmm. that you didn't know where it came from. Yeah. You, you thought it was an inherent emotion. Mm-hmm. You thought it was something that you identified with. But, you know, right. the truth of the matter was you were confused. You didn't yeah. know where it originated. You, you didn't, didn't know, know where it really began or where it started. Right. And, and and this, this is the this is the, the subtle deception. deception. These are the deceit. These are the those are those those emotions that the enemy tries to trick you with to make you feel like it's you. This is your personality. This is a desire that you want to get you to open up the door to get you to open up the door so that they can actually gain the gain a presence in your in your body and to continue to do what they want to do to continue to um to wreak havoc in your life to destroy the plans of God to distract the plans of God and the purpose that he had for your life and so Let's talk about just, you know, as a parent, what that looks like, right? And so for me, I was already just being very diligent in protecting my children from entering into the access to social media. Um, I was always very careful about devices, the internet, TV, um, and all, and I did everything to lock it down. Okay. To not prematurely give them access to the world so that they would not, I worked a lot at the time and things like that. And I knew a lot of this was going on, like pornography, which is accessible, like in their hands on their cell phones. So my kids didn't get cell phones. They didn't till they were mature enough to handle it. And I've always limited their social media. I've always, I've always been very careful with their access and, and, um, but when they went to school, I couldn't stop that. Right. I couldn't stop the 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 engagement I couldn't stop those conversations and and one thing that then I think I could have done a better job was really preparing them for what was happening in the world I think when they're a certain age you're like I'm gonna talk to them when they become a teenager I'm gonna talk to them but as my daughter just stated a lot of these things started early she started having those quote-unquote feelings at around fourth grade in elementary school and then it escalated into middle school and in middle school by this time it it appeared to her as normal because there were a lot of kids that were openly in this season of our life um, operating in same sex or homosexual relationships. And she began to then expand and expound on those feelings she recalled from then, though she didn't understand them and though they were confusing. They were they came from the enemy. I mean, if you want to go ahead, if you want to add anything. Yeah, I was agreeing. 
Oh, you were just a grand. Yeah. So, you know, in this time frame, you know, if you sleep and you're not paying attention to what's going on, um, my daughter was sneaking phones at the time and things like that because she didn't have access to a phone. And what what you call them, Naya? Uh, <laughs> trap phones. Yeah. Yeah. Because, trap phone. Yeah. So what were your what were y'all doing? Um, since I didn't have a phone, like most of my friends, they had extra phones. So they would just give me their extra phone and I would use it like it was my own. <laughs> and she was sneaking them and hide on them. And, and in her most rebellious stage, she would steal phones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you would steal phone. I mean, she was just really desperate to get access to the Internet and to all the things. And I knew that these kids were given phones at young ages. Right. And just given access to this. And this is an issue. Right. You just can't. I mean, you can't just open up the door fully for the enemy to just come in. You have to limit their time. Even now, even the age she will be 17 this year. And even now, um, I still limit her use. I still limit and watch and monitor um what she's doing online what she's saying what she and you can't you won't know every single conversation right I can't go to school with her I'm not in her head I'm not in her brain but now versus then I actually am am even more transparent than I ever was and I actually walk her through what it looked like for me or what I experienced and then I show her through the word of God and then I show her um specifically how to apply it to her life right not just throw a scripture at her not wave and wag my finger in her face and tell her don't do this don't do that and all of these things you know I literally give her a real life example um and then help her conceptualize it through scripture and then also help her apply it and I help her apply it by literally walking it out with her checking in with her I do random checks on the phone I monitor her and limit her social media internet use um even with the tvs I, I don't even have cable anymore i don't know if most most people don't anyway they're streaming and things like that um but yeah i limit the time i shut down their wi-fi access on their phones um and they have to give me those devices at night they don't go to sleep with them they they can't just have them in their room and up having conversations with random people at two three o'clock in the morning and things like that and so the enemy is always looking for an open door, always looking for a way to get in. So, you know, for parents, you know, to each his own for me. And I can't say that just limiting the cell phone Internet usage was was the key to my plan. No, that wasn't the key, because as she just told you, she found a workaround. She found a way around it through trap phones and other devices. And so she still was able to for a short time, you know, um, um, get away with it until I caught her until I caught her <laughs> many times more than once and then she got tired of getting caught and she surrendered and she said okay mama I'm tired of deceiving you <laughs> I am tired of going through this with you I'm tired of disappointing you and you can expound on that if you want to <laughs> yeah and it was actually around that time where she found my phone and, and after that like I had a lot of time to think and so like I had like wrote a letter I went old yeah. school style and just wrote a long letter front to back saying how sorry I was and that I was done with the foolishness because <laughs> like every single thing I did I got caught and I don't I just never learned I just kept thinking I could do what I wanted to do so at that time I was just done 
And and that is how we should all, even whether you be a child or a parent, repentance, right? You made the decision. We started out earlier talking about breaking curses and making the decision. And you made the decision that you would no longer work for Satan. <laughs> that it was not a fun life, right? All that right. it was, you know, and you it kept getting exposed. Everything the Lord kept showing me that what was happening and, and it just wasn't worth it. It made your life miserable, um, you know, instead of being transparent and actually turning away. And so I remember the sincerity of that letter. And I remember literally being on my last leg with you. <laughs> like I was on my last, last leg. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. Like we getting ready to start doing some different things around here. And I didn't know what it was going to be like. I'm like, I'm gonna have to find somewhere to pack you up, send you. I don't know. Right. I didn't know. Um, just as a parent, we just we're not perfect. We're just trying to navigate the seas of life the best as we can. And sometimes the way we were taught and brought up is not necessarily the right way. So there's a lot of things I had to unlearn from the way that I was raised. And then some new things I had to learn with literally no examples around me. But the Lord helped me. He actually helped me the more I prayed and partnered with the Holy Spirit to help me to break these curses to give my daughter a new chance at life that I didn't have let me tell you I ain't never prayed so hard in my whole entire life do you hear me I even had to deal with me first because before I could fully deal with her I had to really deal with me and be honest with with the with the trail that my life had taken even secretly she was unaware or maybe there was some questions she had in her mind that I wasn't able to hide sometimes we think we hiding as parents and and, and we not um but um I I had to be transparent with myself with my own sin with my own iniquity with my own shortcomings and literally take them to the father as I did and I literally asked God to reveal the root reveal where did this start why did I why do I see so much of this in my family and my mom's side on my dad's side and even in my own life and now I see my daughter being affected why is this this just happening this there's got to be a root to this and the Lord began the more I asked the more I prayed the more he showed me and he actually took me back to my childhood when those doors were opened up for myself and um, I was I was thinking even in, in as the Holy Spirit was showing me around the age it was between seven and nine probably between seven and nine. I know I was, uh, it was under 10. It was under 10 and I don't remember the exact age, but I being, I remember being with my mother going to a friend's house and I'm not even sure if it was a friend or family. It could have been a family member. I don't remember. Like I can kind of remember the little girl's face, but no real specifics. And I remember as most of us parents take our children to someone else's house and, you know, go play, go play with so-and-so while, while the adults are in here having a good time. And turning a blind eye to what's going on in the other room, right? And so they're having, you know, their little chit-chat girl time or whatever it was they were doing. And I go in here, we're having a good time. We're playing Barbies and all the fun things that girls do. And suddenly she's like, hey, come here. Come, come, come in here. Come into the closet. Come, I want to show you something. And I remember being a little hesitant. 
and looking at this dark closet and I, I even chuckle at times and I don't know if people still say this, you know, where there was like um in, in the alternative lifestyle in the LGBTQ uh, community um, where they say, oh, she's in the closet or he's in the closet or so-and-so came out of the closet. I don't know. Maybe they have new terms this day. Do they have new terms, Lanaya? No, they just say they came out. They came out. Mm-hmm. So they just, they took the closet part out. Mm, some people still say it. They still say closet. Okay. So to be maybe- honest, I don't, I don't even really know, but I think they still say that. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I know back in the day when it was taboo to be gay, right? Where you hid being gay, where now you openly, they normalize, embrace it and accept it. And that's a whole nother podcast. Our government accepts it, accepts it openly amongst others. And we still love people through their sin, right? We still love people through. We don't, we don't say, oh, well, you're gay. You're going to hell. And that's, that's religion. That's, that's foolishness, right? Um, we don't, we don't, but we do we do enforce the word of God we do stand on the true gospel of the word um and that's for all things sin is sin to God there's no hierarchy of importance so homosexuality is no different than me telling a lie homosexuality is no different than me being um operating in neutrality now there are abominations there are abominations which are different and homosexuality does fall within the category of abominations so you know it is a the lust of the flesh the Lord it says the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, it, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. So there are a number of things that we can break down from a theology standpoint to say, okay, the word of God says this, the word of God says that and break it down for the sake of this podcast. We're focusing on breaking generational curses and the curses of homosexuality. And so many have asked me even and within my platform online about these questions that I've had many women um, and men right that have come through my deliverance and said where does this say in the bible where is this and and so um there's 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 several scriptures uh, more than several but leviticus 18 and 22 says do not practice homosexuality having sex with another man as with a woman it is a detestable sin and so I read that out of the NLT version and you can read that and receive whatever further revelation you need but um this this Leviticus is actually speaking to laws it's a book of laws um and they're talking about avoiding sexual sins and forbidden sexual practices now there's a long list of things in here that talks about sleeping with your brother's wife um sleeping um um having um sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife um having sexual relations um with a woman and their daughter so there's a lot of different things that are spoken of in the old testament in this area of defiling and sex and what that looks like to defile yourself and so um in lieu of pride month um we're speaking to homosexuality and the agreement that i myself and my daughter once came into agreement with until we were delivered and set free so leviticus 18 and 22 speaks to um to that scripture as to having sexual intercourse um, and homosexuality, homosexuality meaning same sex. And so we spoke a lot about curses and, and generational curses and how they were passed down. What would you say, Lanaya, to either maybe a young woman in your shoes 
that has experienced this and now been delivered? How can you how can you expound on what it looked like pre and post deliverance? What do you mean? Like what? Your mindset, what was, what, what did your life look like before you received deliverance from the curse of homosexuality? And what does it look like now? What I thought before was it like being normal and that it felt great, but that's only temporary because when the devil gives you stuff, it's only temporarily once, once he's done with you, he's done with you and he just lets you go. So my happiness and stuff before the deliverance, it wasn't really, you know, that well. And so after deliverance, it just feels like a, like a weight lifting off your shoulders. Nothing's just temporary anymore. When you turn to God and everything's just everlasting and it just never runs out. And it's not, it's not like draining and stuff. Cause when you try to hide and stuff and keep secret, it's so draining and like you're trying to hide so much it's just it takes more energy than just being the real you and who God called you to be I understand I understand and mm-hmm. I, I understand and and I saw a physical an outward change mm-hmm. um I saw an outward change and an inward change your mm-hmm. attitude um you know she had moved towards um looking masculine right um there was there was an escalation of time where you were um trying to to look like a male can you want to talk about that yeah before deliverance i like trying to come into agreement with that lifestyle i was the masculine side of it i was just like wearing boy clothes i already wasn't really like that girly girl type and i was like always a tomboy and stuff but then Mm -hmm. i it really conformed when i came agreement with that lifestyle trying to like look male and you know my hair and, and just my outward appearance just try to look more masculine than i was supposed to be feminine but now I tapped into my feminine side and I'm not going to say I'll be stealing y'all mans, but I do. Be. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just playing. But I definitely tapped into my feminine side and saw that you can be beautiful with your feminine side and not try to pervert those things or try to like come into agreement with the things that you may feel or thought the devil said that you may be because that's not true. Yeah, just really, really identifying and getting to the core of who you are mm-hmm. and not what the enemy is trying to get you to believe. Right. Um, and because it's a perverted version, perverted mean, meaning other version. So the way God had initially intended is who you are now. Right. And the version that he was trying to get you to conform to was the quote unquote, quote, end quote, other version the perverted version and that's what perversion is and so the enemy worked heavily um in in our lives and through the curses of perversion and lust and homosexuality and they all work together right these demons they work together hand in hand you know and that's what they do to build these strongholds and strong towers in your life and to make you believe that who you are or who you think you are is really what it is and the truth of the matter is it's deceitful it's deceptive and it is not that and so you must be cautious and conscious of these environmental stimuli of these things that the enemy will use through friendships relationships and really ask the holy spirit who am i 
Who am I? Ask yourself that. Who did you create me to be? Not who do I think I am, but who am I and who did you create me to be? And these are things that I've begun to do with my daughter over the course of deliverance to say, God created you female for a reason. He did not. You're trying to make yourself look like a male, but that's that's a lie. That's that's fraud. That's fake. And you can't walk around pretending to be a man and looking like a man. But really, your DNA, you have a womb. You have you have ovaries. You were intended and built and created to be a woman, to bear children, to get married to a man and not operate in this same sex behavior. And this is a perverted version of who God created you. And if I know nothing else, even if I didn't know her purpose, even if I was not aware of the call on her life, the one thing I knew was her physical characteristics as a woman, as a female, was that God created her to be a female. And so because of that, he would have he would have given her different parts if she was supposed to be a man or a male. He would have given her, but he actually created her as a female. And same sex sin through homosexuality is outside of the will of God. And I knew that very clearly. Another scripture I want to grab and give to you before we go is First Corinthians 6 and nine. I'll start with nine and I'll add if he's leading me to go further. But verse nine says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality. So verse nine says that these people will not enter the kingdom of God. But I want to also highlight that we don't want to stop there because like I said earlier, uh, we'll always say, oh, this is bad and this is worse. And this sin is even worse than that sin. And murder is worse than that. And this person deserves this. And I deserve to judge a person for that. And the court systems will say, well, this deserves, you know, if you kill people, this deserves that. Um, But really the true good judge is the righteous judge of God is God our righteous judge and he judges but verse 10 if you keep reading it says or are thieves it adds to this right it says or are thieves so it adds thieves to the list it says or greedy people it adds greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheap people None of these will enter the kingdom of God. That's verse 10. It says some of you, verse 11, were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So how do you get cleansed and made holy and right with God through repentance? Hey guys, quick question. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis, difficulty reading and retaining the word of God, dominating thoughts, pain with no explainable source? What about anxiety, panic attacks, feelings that you're being watched, or just some mere eerie evil presence near? 
you may be experiencing demonic attacks and when in doubt cast them out flawed and free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual in person and group altar call deliverance contact us at info at flawedandfree.com send your request for an oppression healing intake form or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to theflawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form get free with flawed and free today So even if you're operating or dealing with in your family, your bloodline, or even individually with any of the things that I just listed, verse 11 goes on to tell you that though some of us, and to include myself, until I was able to repent and pray and break these curses and these uh, and cast out these spirits in my life and my daughter's life, that we were able and you are able to be cleansed and be delivered. All you have to do to be made right with God is call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to call on his name and to repent and you can be redeemed you can be restored and you can be reconciled through God and the core thing that you must do is repent and anyone can be delivered from a gay alternative homosexual lifestyle from anyone from anything that you struggle with that wreaks havoc in your life that keeps you down and bound in Jesus name you can be cleansed and made holy you by repenting and calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so as I close out this episode I want to ask you this question will you be a curse breaker will you be a bloodline redeemer will you stand in the gap and pray intercede and cover the sins of your life and your forefathers and ancestors in your life will you go ahead and be that in which your family needs and the generations to come need in order to be redeemed from the enemy, in order to be redeemed from sin and from the plots and plans of our adversary, meaning the devil, that God will cleanse your bloodline, that God will restore and reconcile you. And he will go through your generational bloodline Exodus 20 and 5. I'm going to add as well 25, 20, verse 5 through 6. Verse 5 says, You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Mind you, this was a time where the Israelites served many gods and the more gods they served, they were attached to blessings in their mind. The gods that they served through idolatry and worship in Egypt was, was attached to blessings. So 
in this time, they served many gods and, and, and they per- believed and perceived that they would receive many blessings for each God that they serve. And so God is actually establishing and, and, and a, a new covenant with them is trying to explain to them that he is the one and only true God. And that as I'm going to continue to read the scripture, it says, I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. This is speaking to that generational sin again, that generational curse. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. So that's verse five. It says, I lay the sins. And so many people are like, well, how did this happen? How far back do I go? This scripture speaks to three and four, third and fourth, as far back as four generations that you could be be dealing with in your life from the sins of your parents that were passed down because they rejected God through sin because of their iniquity and unrepented sin has now traveled and passed through the the bloodline through the DNA spiritually and or naturally and is affecting the children. It says this in 20 Exodus 20 verse five. If we go on to verse six, it says, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. As I began to understand generational curse breaking curses within themselves, there's all different types of curses, not just generational curses, but there's different types of curses. I, I study and watch and follow. There's someone I follow very closely who has expressed that there are five different types of curses. I believe through there's probably more, even more than that. But there are all different types of curses as the Lord began to build me and train me up in this area of warfare. I he began to give me the instructions with how to break these curses for myself and my bloodline. And I recall a fear creeping up in my spirit one day because I was like, Lord, I need to make sure that I'm hearing you properly, that I'm praying and strategically hitting a bullseye in the realm of the spirit and destroying these spiritual contracts and curses on my life because I want to be the bloodline breaker in my family and I want to cleanse my bloodline and I want to give the generations beyond me a chance to build wealth to build generational wealth and I want to be the one to pass down blessings and I want to be the one to stop these curses right here right where they stand And so I said, Lord, I'm afraid it might come back. I'm afraid that maybe I didn't do it right. And I remember going to God like I know fear is not of God. This is of the enemy. And so he wants me to believe that my daughter was not delivered and set free or that I even was not delivered and set free. And I remember through a prophetic word and also through further revelation by God, he told me. I need y'all to listen to this for those that have made it to the end. (laughs) I pray you did because this is, this was a game changer for me. He told me 
in prayer, he said, I have redeemed you. You are restored and I have cleansed your bloodline out a thousand generations. I have cleansed your bloodline. Can you imagine the degree of toiling, the degree of tarrying, the degree of prayer and sacrifice and literally separation from friends, from family, from everybody, because this meant so much to me to clear my family to save my family because it was no longer just about me it was about the kingdom and those that he had called me to serve and those that were I was called to serve in the name of Jesus and so I said God and he told me he said I did it it is done in Jesus name and I remember falling out on the ground because my knees buckled and I was just in such gratitude for God for what he had done and I cried like a newborn baby because he had told me that he had done it for me because of my obedience that's exactly what he said because of my obedience so this scripture hits different for your girl this scripture hits me real close to my gut and in my spirit because I do remember after he told me he cleansed my generation of thousands and I was like why a thousand why a thousand why did he give me this number and I didn't share it with anyone for the longest time I kept it to myself and I was like why a thousand so when I read this scripture I it literally the Lord sent me to the scripture I was like oh my gosh you have got to be kidding me it's in the word of God and he sent it to me and I'm like oh my goodness you mean to tell me that this it says but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands and I remember the Lord telling me that he had cleansed my bloodline out a thousand generations because of my obedience in Jesus name and so again I want you to read and to take before the Lord whatever it is that you need him to do in your life for yourself for your family to replace generational curses with generational pre with generational blessings, generational blessings. Glory be to God. So for those that may be seeking or desiring deliverance and freedom to break and to cleanse their bloodlines by partnering with the Holy Spirit, because flawed and free, we don't do anything without him. You can go to my website. And you can download this form so that you can also receive deliverance or you could go to the episode description of this episode and you can look there and link up with me there there will be links there for a free destroying curses prayer how to pray and destroy curses you can go there and download the prayer for yourself um, there along 
along with other ways to connect with me. So I thank you. I thank you. I love you all until next week. Some of you I'll see tomorrow if you're listening on Wednesday or um, you can go catch the replay every Thursday. I go and engage with all of you and answer questions on my tea and testimonies live Q&A segment on the week's podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you all on Thursday and I love you and God bless. Thanks for joining me on Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube on my channel and follow. Don't forget to meet me live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Tea and Testimony with Tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions. I'll be streaming from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Flawed and Free, or if you're streaming from IG, it's at The Flawed and Free. Till next week, God bless, where we are free to be me, flawed, and